Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm not sure that's on your list of holiday favorites, but what the heck. We're bringing you plenty of holiday cheer on the latest edition of Stacey King's Give me the hot sauce. Uh, Tubbs, the one thing I say about Tubbs is, Coach Tubbs, was that he always made sure that we were in Hawaii on Christmas and Thanksgiving. Well, that's that was not an too annual, bad. That was an <laughs> annual trip. See, I, I'm playing Don King now because I'm on Twitter <laughs> trying to drum up the interest for the fight. I see, okay? I see you say, because yeah, I, I, was, see you, yeah. I was disappointed that Nate got knocked out. I mean, that as an NBA player, and then you know, Kendall, it's a fraternity. And I literally... Like, <laughs> I almost had a seizure. Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome in to the Christmas edition of Give Me the Hot Sauce. This is Stacy King's podcast. I'm your humble host, Mark Shinowski. We've got our good friends, John Walsh and Tim Kelly along. And Stacy, you're used to working on Christmas. I mean, uh, you're going to have to broadcast some games. What was it like back in your playing days? Did the players like these games or did you kind of dread the thing? Well, it was a little bit of both. I mean, when you're a younger player, you, you really loved it, you know, because you get everybody you know is watching the game. All your friends and family is watching the game. And as you get older and you have kids, it's a little bit more of a distraction because, you know, the kids want to get up. They want to open presents and, you know, they want to spend time with mom and dad. And, you know, you're doing all these, you know, opening gifts and then a the big breakfast. And then, you know, later on you're having all the family come over and then you got to go to the game. You know, and you're yeah. you're you're just you're just not like in game mode because it's almost like you're sluggish. Of course, you play with the champion Bulls, and they always wanted to be a prime time attraction on Christmas. What are your some of your favorite memories of Christmas Day? Either the game itself, or or maybe a team get together before the before the big game. Um, you know what? I mean, just being able to play on Christmas, like I mean, being on the Chicago Bulls, we know we were the best team in the league at that particular time everybody wanted to see us so you know all eyes were on the bulls and you know whether you played the knicks or whether you played you know the atlanta hawks or whoever boston whoever we might have played you know being in the old stadium you know those are the memories i have the most of is being at the old stadium and having that packed to the gills and being so loud and and just the noise in there especially when there were good plays and I mean, it just seemed like the, the, the noise would hit the floor and then ricochet up to the top of the ceiling and explode. And, you know, those, those memories, man, planning that, that old building, man. I mean, they had the, you know, the rats were big as cats. You know, <laughs> the showers were cold. Uh, you know, roaches, you know, ask you what you were doing downstairs, you know. But, you know, other than that, that building was nostalgic. You know, you don't see buildings like that anymore. You know, Boston Garden, you know, Madison Square Garden is probably the only, the last link of like great buildings, you know, but Chicago stadium was one of the best. Do you ever have guys straggle in saying, man, I'm just worn out. I'm not ready for this thing because you know, if you have kids, they're opening their presents Christmas morning. Say you got a night game. That's gotta be tough to ramp the motor back up to try to get ready to play an NBA game. Yeah, it was because I, I experienced both. I, I experienced not having kids and then having the excitement as a kid playing on Christmas and then having children and uh, spinning with your family and opening gifts and doing all the playing all the stuff with the you know the race car tracks and putting things together for your kids. By the time you get to the game, you're you're sluggish, you're tired, and guys are like, oh, you know, yeah. you know, we know how important it was to play on Christmas. Don't get me wrong, but if we had our way, we probably wouldn't have played. So you're putting together toys in the morning, and at night you're getting hit in the mouth by the Charles Oakley elbow, right? Yeah, it was it was uh, <laughs> it was it was it was a wake up call, especially late in the afternoon, late at night, and you're playing at seven thirty, eight o'clock game, prime time, and there's a lot of timeouts and TV commercials, and you know it, it's sometimes it was hard to get yourself hyped, but once you got into the arena and the fans were you know yelling and screaming, you you turned it on really quick. 
What was it like in your college days at Oklahoma? I know a lot of times the program's kind of shut down for just a little bit of time. They let you go home, spend holidays with your family. Uh, is that something that really motivated the group that I get to go home for a while? I get to get away from this for a little well, bit. Well, to be honest with you, Oklahoma never went home oh, for holidays. Right? Yeah. We didn't go home for Thanksgiving. We were always playing in a Thanksgiving tournament in Maui. Uh, Tubbs, the one thing I say about Tubbs is, Coach Tubbs, was that he always made sure that we were in Hawaii on Christmas and Thanksgiving. Well, that's that was not too an bad. annual that was an <laughs> annual trip for us. And, you know, of course when you go to Hawaii as a as a as a, you know, college kid, you really can't enjoy, you know, like you really want to because you don't have any money. Like we we're at McDonald's, we're you know, we're trying to stretch twenty bucks, you know, and you really can't enjoy Hawaii. And I used to tell myself, man, if I ever get to the NBA and have some money, I'm coming back here to really enjoy Hawaii. And I've done that and I tell you what, man, just those memories of going over there as like, you know, 19-year-old, oh, yeah. 18, 19-year-old kid and, uh, you know, staying at some of the nicest hotels. And, I mean, Tubbs did it. We did it first class. I mean, you know, some people say I took a pay cut when I came to the league. <laughs> and, you know, Are I, you going to uh, tell a story about that now? <laughs> no, I can't. Tell. No, no. Uh, hey, is there a statute of limitations? Yeah, I, don't I, know. I think Sorry. there is. It's been like 30 years ago. I don't know. They might still come back and get me. But, I, I honestly, though, he, he did everything first class and, and – that was fun trips for all of us, and, and I, I mean, something I'll never forget. Of course, for all of us growing up, there usually weren't many sports on TV. You know, there wasn't much to watch. You were just, you'd, you'd open your presents in the morning, and you're like, uh, well, I already, we already watched all the Christmas movies, and we decorated the tree. I don't remember any games. Yeah, and, and now all of a sudden, it's become an NBA national holiday. Well, five games. Yeah. You got a five-game yeah, it's it's been. I mean, it's been remarkable. I can't even remember when it actually started. Like when the NBA was that that was their particular day. I know it, it was Michael that brought. Uh, that yeah, I, I think it was more like the like the ninety ninety one season. Yeah, uh, my first year. I know we played on Christmas, so I thought it was even even went back further than that. But I found out that that wasn't the case because yeah. NBA wasn't as popular you know, back then. And then even if you only had one or two teams that people really wanted to see anyway, that was the Celtics, the Lakers, maybe the Sixers, you know, maybe Portland. You know, there wasn't a lot of teams. And, yeah, I mean, a few short years before that, they were tape delayed. I mean, the finals for CBS uh, was tape delayed. Yeah, that was uh, in the middle of the night. Before Larry got in there in Magic. Yeah, and then then Michael, and then Christmas. Right, right. Yeah. Didn't the Bulls get beat? Uh, didn't Trent Tucker make a shot to beat him at the buzzer? Was that a Christmas game? Or was that... I don't. I don't remember if that was a Christmas. I know Trent Tucker hit a game-winning shot to beat us, and then we end, he ended up joining our team. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that he was, was a, he was along for the ride. Oh uh, yeah, but <laughs> you know what though? He still to this day. I mean, I I can him and Craig Hodges were two of the best shooters I I've ever Craig played Hodges. with. I mean, Craig Hodges doesn't get the the credit he deserves as being you know a guy that can come off instant offense. I mean, a three-point shooter, one of the best three-point shooters of all time. People don't give him his credit, but I tell you what, man, Craig Hodges was a pure shooter, instant offense coming off the bench. You know, a lot of you know he was an offensive scorer, not a defensive player. But I tell you what, he could he could get hot quick. We got to get Craig Hodges on the. I'm going to get him on here. Craig, Craig's my guy. I covered him in Milwaukee from '87 to '90, and he was one of the nicest guys I've Still ever is. covered. And, Still and, is. You know, and the sad thing is. He basically got blackballed out of the NBA. Yeah, he he did, and and unfortunately, you know, his his playing days ended when he left here, and he still probably had a good six years left. I mean, this is a guy who won like three peated on the the three point contest. That's how great he was as a shooter. And John has his hand up. I don't know if he's trying to get into the question. <laughs> yeah, this uh, isn't a classroom. Yeah, it's not John. a classroom. Just they don't, they don't have the beer in I just want to. I just the University of Google's telling me that 1966. The Bulls played on Christmas Day. Yeah, but it wasn't a national TV thing. Okay, I'm just telling you, they played on Christmas Day. I think we've already jumped off that subject, buddy. (laughs) You're like five minutes too late. But thank you for that little interjection there. He raises his hands like like he's in a classroom. Excuse me, teacher, can I say something? Go ahead. It's, It's a good new rule, though. Oh, we got another oh, guy. Oh, Tim Kelly's oh, here. He, I didn't even know he was back. <laughs> I'm going to raise my hand now. Way to come back, Tim. Wasn't Christmas also a coming out party for Derrick Rose when he hit that game winner over the Lakers? That was after the work stoppage in 2012. Oh, yes. Yeah. They started the season on Christmas Day. The Bulls played in L.A. In L.A. Yeah. And Nate yeah. Robinson, to tie it all together, that we'll be talking about in segment two, uh, Nate Robinson led the Bulls with 27. Well, you really are working hard, Tim. You ain't lying. <laughs> I mean, you're really <laughs> digging deep there. Dr. Google. Oh, my goodness. Hey, since John teased the second segment, I should have mentioned this at the outset. We're going to have a very special guest. Our first guest 
in the newly renovated Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. Kendall Gill is going to join us in our next segment. Of course, great basketball player. He played 15 years in the league. Great player for the Flying Illini. But we're going to talk to him a lot about boxing. He's issued a challenge to Jake Paul. We'll talk all about that coming up in just a couple of minutes. And But first of all, let's go through the slate of Christmas games. It's going to be the Pelicans against Miami. That should be a good game. Golden State against the Bucks, Brooklyn-Boston, the Lakers against the Mavericks, and the Clippers against the Nuggets in a rematch of their playoff series when L.A. blew that three games to one lead. Stacey, what, they're all good games. Which one are you looking forward to seeing? I'm looking forward to seeing Dallas and the Lakers play because of Luka, the effect that Luka has in, in that Dallas team. Let's see, let's see how they play in primetime against the Lakers. The Lakers are clear f- uh, favorites to win it all again. Uh, they strengthen their roster. They've gotten younger. But I, I want to see Luka play on, on, on a big stage, prime time, and see what kind of game he does. So I, I just love the way that kid plays, man. I'm a big fan of Luka. Yeah, I want to see what uh, the Bucks can do on Christmas Day with uh, Giannis and company bringing in Steph Curry and the Warriors. All these games are going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Golden State. Whew, Solo. Curry Solo is not going to be enough against Giannis. With yeah, and Draymond Green's not ready to start the season, so they, they could get off to Wait a little a minute. bit of a first rocky of start. All, first of all, they still have Kelly Oubre who's playing well for them, and they've got Wiggins is playing well for them. Yep. If you watch the preseason, those two guys have really stood out for Golden State. Now, when they get Draymond back. Role players. No, no. Those guys, I'm telling you, defensively, they're 3 and D guys. And if you watch Wiggins play, even last season when he was with Golden State, he has been like his whole game has changed now. He's, you can see that he, his mindset's totally different because when you play on a losing team like he did in Minnesota, you pick up bad habits. Now you're in a championship organization. You see how what they do to get ready. You watch Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson rehab and get themselves, trying to get themselves back on the court. How can you not get better? How can you not mature? Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of it so far. So you're saying victory? Yeah. I think Golden State's going to – are they playing in Milwaukee? Yeah, they're playing yeah. in Milwaukee. Because they come to the Bulls this weekend. This weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going out on a limb. One of team, Tim's free bears. I'm going out on a limb. Yeah. I think Golden State's going to win that game. I'm sorry. Well, I'll tell you, Monday was the deadline for rookies to get signed extensions to their first four-year deals, and the Bulls were not able to come to an agreement with Lowry Markkinen. We're going to talk about this with our buddy Kendall because these NBA salaries always drive him crazy. But when you look at the Bulls' business, Stacey, you know, we don't want to get too deep into it, but it does kind of remind me a little bit of Jimmy Butler when they were close to an extension of his rookie contract. He decided that the, what he didn't like the offer that was presented to him. He bet on himself. He had the best season of his NBA career, and the Bulls wound up having to pay an extra $50 million or so on the next contract. And I think, you know, an organization, if you're going to put up all-star-type numbers – They'll pay the freight if you're going to put up that kind of performance. Well, the good thing about the situation is, is though they can match anything that he gets. Right. Okay. So what Lowry has to do is go out there and stay healthy. Number one, can't miss games with injuries because that's what happened last year. He missed games. The second year he missed a lot of games, so he cannot miss games with injury. And from what I've seen so far in the preseason, I know the numbers, you know, don't look that way. But the way he's played has shown he's going to have a big year. Much more aggressive. Um, you know, moving without the basketball, taking the ball off the bounce, just not standing at the three-point line. Uh, you can see that Billy Donovan's offense has really – it's going to really favor him a little bit. Is he bit. the best player on the Bulls roster when healthy? I would say this. He is a cornerstone to where they want to be in the future. I'm not saying he's the best player. I'm saying he's top three players on that roster. So, so the offense so runs through – so, I mean, it all depends. I mean, because, I mean, Zach is, Zach is one of the elite scorers in this game, okay? He scores so easily. It doesn't even look like he's even working to score 25, okay? So, Zach is your better scorer. Now, if he can take that step up defensively and be like, you know, play a two-way player, like I've seen so far in the preseason he's attempting to play defense, then Zach clearly is your best player, okay? But if, if, if he's not, if he's not taking, you know, he's not playing defense – Lowry's the guy to me because I, I his skill set for a seven footer you just don't see. They don't just come off the you know the freight line and say, oh, we got a seven footer that can shoot the basketball, handle the basketball, rebound the basketball, can pass the basketball. You just don't find those guys. There's teams looking for guys like Lowry. Porzingis is one in Dallas who's a seven footer that can do those things. 
I think Lowry's a better player, all-around player than Porzingis. Definitely some people, some some people may disagree with me, but I think he is a better overall player than Porzingis. I think he's mentally tougher. I think he's physical, more physical. I think he can handle the ball better. You know, um, it's just a matter of Lowry believing in himself and getting his confidence level up. Because last year under Jim Boylan, uh, you know, his confidence was shaken. You, he he looked like a shell of himself. But when he played with Fred. That's where he had his best seasons playing with Fred. Fred ran offense through him, gave him opportunities to shoot the ball in different positions, and I think you're going to see that with Billy Donovan. I think Stacy's still geared up to run for political office. <laughs> he ain't going to commit look to anything. Here, look yeah. here. You know what? I'm on both sides of the fence, baby. All right, Janowski, your I little comments heard, are not going unnoticed. I think okay. I heard no new taxes. Okay, see, 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 there you go. See, everybody, I'm over here trying to be politically correct. He's like a shot got, blocker. He's swatting guys, things away. You left guys and right. are trying to drag me into the mud. Okay? Yeah, no debate. You know? No debate. No debate. All right, go with the young guys then. Who's going to be between the New Orleans stars and Miami's young guys? Question uh, from the peanut yeah, gallery. Yeah. Well, I, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know Great where this question. guy came from. He just came out of the ceiling with this question. Okay, it's Tim. It's our good friend Tim. Trying to catch you off guard. So I would say, honestly, I would say New Orleans, in my opinion, has the best young talent. I, I, I like New Orleans talent. I mean, Zion Williamson is a beast. I mean, and now it looks like he's doing more with the ball than what he was doing under Alvin Gentry. He's handling the ball. He's passing the ball. Uh, you know he's a beast on the on the offensive glass. So I throw, and then you look at Brandon Ingram. Yeah, is a poor man's you know Kevin Durant. Yeah, you know he's got the ability to shoot the basketball from anywhere on the floor, put it on the floor, get to the basket, and he's got a mean streak. You know he's not a soft player. He's got a mean streak, and you put those two guys together with with Lonzo Ball. Ball I mean, you got a nice nucleus of young players that could be together for the next 10 years. J.J. Reddick's on that team, right? Veteran, mm-hmm. veteran that you know, provides outside scoring and a pro. They got a new coach and Stan Van Gundy. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the podcast. Thank and, you, Tim. That was a very good yeah. question. I want to throw that out there, Tim. <laughs> we I'm actually glad, heard him, I'm too. glad to see you weren't asleep over there. And, and, you know, Lowry said all the right things in, in meeting with the media on Tuesday, saying that he's just going to focus on this season. He said he was a little bit disappointed they didn't work out an extension because he came out – which a lot of players don't do. He said, I really am putting pressure on my agent to try to get this done. But I just think the realities of what's going on around the NBA, you see Rudy Gobert getting a five-year Ooh, max. Year, and man. You know, there had to be a lot of pressure on Arturis Karnischewicz, too, that he's seeing these big contracts come in, and, and he's got to think three, five years down the road. You can't give everybody a max contract. Exactly. I mean, you still got Zach Levine, who's, who's still on his big deal. You got Kobe. They just picked up option on Kobe, Wendell, all the young players. Um, the situation with Lowry is very simple. You know, the Bulls want him. He wants to be here in Chicago. The key for Lowry is to stay healthy, come out and play aggressive, average 18 and 10, and be one of the reasons why this season turned around. Bulls get to the playoffs. You know, if they get past the first round, and he's a big reason why, cha-ching, 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 back up the truck. And that's what he's got to be thinking in his mind, not worrying about a contract. Just go out there and play Lowry basketball. you got a coach that's going to allow you to, to – to basically get off and do what you need to do to put up numbers. So just go out there and play, have a good time, relax, and help the team win. If you do that, everything will work out. Look, ask Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler oh, said yeah. the same thing. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Butler's like, hey, okay, y'all, you know, I don't like this contract, so you know what? I'm betting on myself, and y'all going to pay me later. And that's that's exactly what happened. I'm Stacy King, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got comedy out here on the Give Me the Hot Sauce. That was our guy, J-Dub, John Walsh. I'm about ready to uh, spray him with pepper spray. We're going to get one of Jimmy Butler's $20 cups of coffee and take yeah. the time out here. We come back, the one and only Big Kendall face. Gill is going to join us, talk about the potential boxing match against Jake Paul. Plenty more to come here in the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. And now for a quick word from our growing list of sponsors, Stacy. Traveling in style and luxury while knowing you're safe with an experienced driver is why I choose Windy City Limousine. My friends at Windy City take me to every game and where I need to go, when I need to go. Always on time, clean and professional, like a bull's rookie. Reserve your ride today at 847-916-9300 or just go to WindyCityLimos.com. That's WindyCityLimo.com. Welcome back to the holiday edition of Gimme the Hot Sauce. And nothing says Christmas cheer more than a punch in the face. 
And the guy who knows something about that is our good buddy Kendall Gill. You see him on NBC Sports Chicago doing the pre and post game. Kendall was my partner for 14 years. Well, you had that little uh, disappearance in the middle, but we won't talk about that, right? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> he was practicing. I, I it. He was practicing. I it. Yeah, it kind of fits with the boxing theme, right? Right, right. <laughs> so we, we love to talk about Ken about all things sports, and let's start with the boxing thing because we, you know, we've been following the fact that you know you've been sparring, you've been keeping yourself in shape, even though you passed the uh, the the magic number of fifty. You're in great shape and ready to go, and, and you said you've been sparring actively. And then earlier this week, a big challenge you issued. Tell us the story behind that. Well, um, everybody knows by now that uh, Nate Robinson decided to enter his, put his hat in the ring, so to speak, as, as a professional. And he went in there against a guy who's been boxing now for two years, Jake Paul, and, you know, he got knocked out. Um, and... You know, I I didn't like to see that, you know, because, uh, you know, the NBA, you know, people were talking about, you know, you don't hire basketball players to go in and, and into the boxing ring and fight, which, which you don't. But there is one, Mark, that has entered <laughs> into the ring and has had four fights. And came out unscathed. And came out unscathed and has the skill level to defeat the guy that, that knocked out Nate Robinson. See, I'm playing Don King now because I'm on Twitter <laughs> trying to drum up the interest for the fight. I see, okay, I see you because yeah, I, I see was you, yeah. I was disappointed that Nate got knocked out. I mean, that as an NBA player, and then you know, Kendall, it's a fraternity. Mm. When one it when is. one gets hurt or gets knocked out, we all got knocked out. I didn't actually feel the punch, mm. but you know, all these mm. memes of of Nate laying on the ground and everything. So I've been trying to drum up interest because I know that you will go in there and beat this guy. And I'm hoping that mm-hmm. he keeps that we can bait him into a fight. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, Stacy. And, and the way that we do it is we keep calling him out every week when he doesn't respond. We got to keep calling him out. Um, you know, all due respect to Nate Robinson, but Nate Robinson went in there with two months' work to fight a guy who has been doing this now for about two years and who has a fight under his belt. Um, and does have some skill level, uh, you know. And the way that I look at the knockout, Nate actually helped this guy knock him out, okay. And when you go in, uh, I mean, if you guys watch Nate in, in the fight, he was running into a guy with his chin up. I mean, he, he didn't use any boxing fundamentals whatsoever. And, you know, that's why I'm saying he never actually should have been in there, you know. Uh, I know it was a money-making thing and everything, but it, it, it can be quite dangerous, as you saw, because I was actually worried about Nate when, when he got knocked out, that, that he was hurt. Um, fortunately enough, he came out and, and he wasn't. Uh, he was able to shake it off. But, you know, this boxing business, is, it's not a plaything. You can't go in there just because a YouTuber uh, and you get into it on, online and expect to go in there and beat this guy. Also, uh, you know, Jake um, Jake Paul, he sweats down from 210 pounds. So he's really a heavyweight, okay? He sweat down from 210 pounds to 189 pounds. He rehydrated after the weigh-in all the way back up to 200 pounds. You know, Nate actually lost weight. So Nate lost about seven pounds after the weigh-in. That tells me that he was nervous. Making too many trips to the bathroom, right? yeah, he did not rehydrate. <laughs> he kept going to the bathroom. So now you're going into the ring. You don't have any skills. You go in there with a guy that's outweighing you by almost 20 pounds, a guy that has more skill level than you. You know, all the odds were against Nate. And, and you know, like I said, all due respect to him. I mean, I give him uh, respect because it, it, it takes a lot of balls to get in there in the first place. You know, so I give him respect as far as that's concerned, but I don't think he ever should have been in there. Yeah, there's been some talk that maybe Floyd Mayweather would fight Logan Paul. Can we get the Gill Jake Paul yeah. on the undercard? That probably won't happen because uh, you know I have to do basketball, uh, so I'm actually shooting for the summer. Uh, also, you know those guys, um, Floyd and and the other Logan Paul, they can carry a car by so they can they can generate 
the money and the pay-per-views that they're interested in, in generating just from those two names. You know, I think that uh, Jake Paul can do the same thing, perhaps on the undercard of a Holyfield Tyson three. You know, and that's what I'm shooting for. Um, hopefully, hopefully he accepts the challenge. But like Stacy said earlier, I don't think that he will. What do you What do you think about you know Floyd Mayweather, who's a legend, icon, uh, guy who thinks he's the greatest, and then doing these little sideshow fights with a guy? First of all, even though it's an exhibition. It, to me, it just kind of it soils his his legacy to do that, you know, because he's such a he was such a great fighter. You didn't see Sugar Ray Leonard, you didn't see any of those guys, you know, going back and doing those kind of those kind of fights. What do you think about Floyd doing that? Um, you know, Floyd, you know, that's the reason why he he changed his name from Pretty Boy Floyd May, Mayweather to Floyd Money Mayweather. You know, he I mean, he can generate the money, and that's why he's doing it. Um, you know, I think that he could possibly make another $50, 60000000 million by uh, fighting Logan Paul in, a, in an exhibition. Would I do it if I was Floyd? Probably not. But Floyd is all about the money at the end of the day, and he sees a money-making opportunity. Uh, that's why uh, he fought Conor McGregor. You know, he, he ended up making another $100 million fighting Conor McGregor. So it's just business with Floyd. Hey, KG, I know you told me in the past that you were done fighting in terms of having an actual bout. What made you change your mind about that? Well, I've always, I mean, I, I've never stopped sparring. I've never stopped, you know, going to the gym and, uh, you know, doing my floor work and everything. And what changed my mind this time is that I have an opportunity now to showcase my skills that I've been honing for over 15 years now on the grand stage. So. You know, I, I said, man, this is a great opportunity for me to for me to get out there and also redeem the loss of of uh, Nate Robinson. You know, and, and I love to show everybody my skills uh, that I really do know the sweet science. You know, I really do know my way around the square circle. You know, I, I know about counter punching. I know about uh, walking people down. I know about defense. I know about all of that stuff, and I can execute it. You know, and uh, you know, I know that there was a lot of questions about you know, my skill level when I was actively uh, having bouts some years ago. But, you know, this is a, a great time to showcase it. Well, tell, tell the listeners what's the difference between having the mindset <clears throat> as a boxer compared to the mindset of an NBA player. And, and what's the difference in what you actually go through to prepare for the both, both sports? Well, uh, boxing, you, you're in the ring by yourself. You cannot call a timeout. <laughs> Time out, baby. Got to get a to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I need to twenty. You, you gotta, you gotta make it through, and uh, you know that's why your conditioning level needs to be so high. Um, also, is do or die in boxing. You know, you can't. You know, you know, Stacy. So we we played a long time in the NBA. Sometimes you can have those off nights, and your teammates will cover up for you. They can hide. You know, the fact that you're having an off a night, you cannot do that in boxing. You have to be ready on your P's and Q's, you know, because you could get hurt in there, seriously, you know, and, and that is the difference. You know, you, you, you're on your own, and the whole world can see you because it's just you and the other guy. Hey, Stacy. speaking of hiding, you see the video of uh, Kendall playing one-on-one -on -one with his oldest son, Phoenix? Yeah, is that, Phoenix, the, is that the one where he beat Phoenix you? took it to him. I mean, this kid is something. He's in yeah. eighth grade. He's growing. That. All the major colleges are going to be in on this young man. And, and Kendall, you know, still can play. He's the champion of the uh, over 40 and over 50 leagues, I know, with uh, the MVP. Over 50 league now, yeah. <laughs> but you, you can tell he didn't want his son to win. He was hitting him hard. He was beating him up. <laughs> the kid, I give the kid a lot of credit. That's right. I, I, he, he showed some toughness. Because it was like one of them old men's strengths where you just, like, knocking him around. He, went, he was playing defense on him. Kendall didn't want him to score game right. point. Oh, my God. I saw it. Hey, hey, Stacey, you know, I told him, I said, listen, man, I, I have a Hoka, you know, the running shoes, right? So Hoka's are designed to go north-south. They're not design, designed to go east-west. So I told him that's the reason why, <laughs> you know, he beat me. I couldn't move laterally, man. Hey, hey there you go. You oh, no. He just put those on. He's looking he had, for, he had looking high for heels on sponsor, I think. He had high heels on first. I can run like the wind in these. <laughs>
Oh my God! Hey, Stacy, what about your boys? You play one on one with them over the years? Yeah, you know I'm still it's Mufasa and Simba's. They, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I'm undefeated. Uh, you know what? I'm you know yeah. they, they my one of my sons six foot seven, so we have yeah. some serious. I got to take him seriously, you know, because he'll dunk on you, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, so I got to take yeah. him seriously. Yeah. So he tried to dunk on me one time, and you know I I just fouled him. I just took him down. I gave him a lame yeah. beer foul, threw him on the floor, and said, "Hey." Can't be doing that here, bro. No. Mm-mm. Not in my house. Hey, no. That's what we got to do, man. That's what, that's what we have to do now. <laughs> hey, KG, right, baby. You got to get back to work. I mean, uh, the season starts on Wednesday against the Atlanta Hawks. It's going to be nice to see uh, you and Will and, and that other guy doing the show. Uh, it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, we got a hater. Oh, hater in the house. Hater in the house. It's filleted. Oh, wow. Oh, Pulling oh, punches. Oh, come on, Tyson. Don't bite the ear, low. Hey, Mark, tell us how you really feel. Yeah, well. <laughs> hey, that guy's got some feelings over there. It might be later in the podcast. We'll see. <laughs> he, he's the one beer in. This is a Christmas edition, you know. Oh, my Peace goodness. on earth, goodwill to men. But not everybody. The Grinch over here. <laughs> hey, well, yeah, we're, we're all getting back to work. Stacey, uh, of course, will we'll, uh, be uh, on the broadcast tomorrow as well. You know, I'm. I'm actually looking forward to this season. You know, I think that this team is going to be a lot better uh, than last year with the addition of Pat Will. Um, also, Kobe White uh, installed in the starting lineup with Zach Levine. I think that could possibly one of them be the mo- one of the most potent offensive backcourts in the league. Um, you know, and uh, but still, the X factor, the X factor is Laurie Marketing. You know, what uh, what Laurie Marketing are we going to get this season? Which you know, hopefully will be the guy that we've all talked about um, with positive thoughts throughout the years. You know, I think Laurie needs to to develop that consistent 18 and 10 type of game in order for this team to advance on into, into the playoffs. Um, you know, but I, I think they got a lot of nice pieces. I'm, I'm actually in favor of Pat Will, even though he's a rookie, uh, being in the starting lineup. I like Otto Porter coming off of the bench because we do need some scoring off of the bench. And I think that uh, Otto Porter can, you know, take advantage of a lot of the guys that are coming off the opposing team's bench. Um, you know, I really like the way Chandler Hutchinson is coming around and, and playing well. Uh, did some great things defensively in the four games that we've uh, seen in the preseason. So, um, you know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. And, 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 of course, staying healthy, too. You know, the Bulls have had buzzing luck over the past two, three years about staying healthy. Stacey, you got something else for our guest? Kendall just hit pretty much everything. And, right. uh, you know, we don't, our budget is only for like 20 minutes. I know, yeah. You know, so we yeah. can't afford to keep anybody past 20 minutes. Yeah, so. the ham- hamsters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hamsters are getting tired trying to produce hey, this show back there. You know, okay? you know one thing I got to ask Kendall before we go, though, every time we used to talk in, in the green room watching games and stuff, he would go, can you believe so-and-so got this much money? And can you, do you see those contracts oh, being handed? <laughs> Jonathan Isaac, four oh, years, $80 million. Derek White, oh, four years, $73 million. Wait a minute, hold it. Isaac got that? Yeah. Four, and he, he ain't playing he's this hurt. year. He's hurt. Yeah. Oh, Because Kendall always told me I was born, what, 15, 20 years too early? Because oh, you could man. have. Uh, you, both of them, Stacey, both of us were born too early. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, Lois and James King, if y'all would have just <laughs> went to bed, turned the TV <laughs> off, don't do anything. Just go to sleep. Yeah. Wait for about 10 right. years. Then you can do that stuff. You can do the freaky, that's freaky, right. freaky. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Mark, I, I, mean, I, can't, I, I mean, I can't believe the amount of money that yeah, these it's guys crazy. are making. I mean, you, you, really don't even, you really don't even have to average double figures to no. make $10 million a year now. Just be a you rotation guy. Easy, you know? Yeah, well, I tell you, if Isaac's yeah, making yeah, that much yeah. money, what is Lowry gonna get? See, that's why they couldn't sign him because they, wow. they, you know, Lowry's agent saw all these big contracts being given out to rotation players who are inferior to Lowry, and he's like, "Shit, I want right. the max." Yeah, you know? that's. Uh, I'm, I'm. If you, yeah. yeah, if you're his yeah. agent, you're looking at that and you're going, "You I mean Jonathan Isaac is hurt? You know, and he doesn't have half the talent that Lowry has and what he brings to a team." And right. eighty million, wow! No, it's crazy. Woo. Kendall, you're born too early. I know, man. Hey, no, born too early, man. But hey, hopefully, hopefully we get this, uh, fight with Jake Paul and we yeah. get some pay per view money. Oh. You know, we will continue may, to may promote that. 
May not be eighty million. May not be eighty million, but you know, we can they can drop a couple. Well, don't forget the bucket, promoters' you know? fee. You know, uh, you know Don King over uh, here. Don't forget the don't promoters' worry. fee, okay, baby? I'm over here trying to. I'm hyping <laughs> it up. I'm gonna make him come to the table. <laughs> Union Kane, that's worry, me. Remember Rocky? Here. Union Kane when he he called Rocky Balboa <laughs> out. You a bum. You are a <laughs> bum, Jake Paul. Kendall will beat you within one round. I'm a, I'm gonna embarrass him. <laughs> Hey, KG. Yeah, we got, we got to call them out each and every week, man. We will continue to do that here on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you and Wendy and Phoenix and Coda. Have Same a great Christmas celebration. We really appreciate you joining us on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Thanks for coming on, All KG. Right. Same to you guys. That is the All one right, and guys. only Kendall Gill. We'll come back with more after a quick timeout. We've got more coming up here on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Keep it right here. All right, it's time to pay some bills. Stacy, welcome aboard another new sponsor. Water is the essence of life, baby. Don't get caught guzzling chromium-6, lead, chloroform, acids, nitrates, radium, and more nasty stuff. It goes through your skin in the shower, too. Get a whole house system or an RO for drinking today. Angel offers free water tests before and after systems. Go with the water experts. Call 847 847- 382-7800 or go to angelwater.com that's angelwater.com we are back on the holiday edition of give me the hot sauce stacy did you watch oklahoma win the big 12 over the weekend what'd you think come on man you know i'm gonna check it out my sooners baby we yeah. should be in the final four they robbed us notre dame sucks get him out of there <laughs> i knew he'd have a take like that it's time for king's hot takes <laughs> What did you think about the one that got away, Trey Sermon, rushing for 331 yards at oh, Ohio State's win of the Big goodness. Ten Championship? When I, when I first saw the total, I thought it was the Ohio State total. I did not know that it was a you know that it was an individual guy, and he was from Oklahoma. I'm a Absolutely, big Trey yeah. Sermon fan. I've been for years. I've been saying he should be a feature back at Oklahoma. He shared the backfield last year, and he got tired of. It. He said, "You know what? I think I'm going to crawl through the portal, and I'm going to go to Ohio State where I can be the man." Hey, don't bury the lead here. <laughs> oh, let's get this. What? Hey, my mom always said, you know, save a good sermon for Sundays, and this guy will be on Sundays soon enough. But, oh, uh, I like that. <laughs> Where's the rim uh, shot? Did you, you practice that, that in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> did you write that one down? That's a good one, man. I, I believe I got that from your mom, Lois. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lois, baby. Oh, Lois. I love you, baby. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think on uh, that Saturday we did see something special and uh, against the best run defense in the country to do, what, was it 265 in the second half, Stace? All I know is it was over 300 yards. That's all I know. I mean, I could have ran that day and got 300 yards the way they were tackling. They were just horrible. Northwestern was – they shouldn't have been there. They played good in the first half. How many teams are in the Big Ten? Ten? 14. 14? Yeah. Well, it only seemed like there was two teams. (laughs) There was only two teams in the Big Ten all year, and it was was Northwestern and Ohio, um, Ohio State. That's the only team to play this year. I think I saw them play five times this season. There's no moral victories in football, but they did lead for three-fourths of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they played uh, really well you know in the first what? half. You know what? That's coming from a Northwestern grad. And uh, oh, we have two in the building, but we're not listening to them right now. They lost. At the end of the day, they took the <laughs> big L. They did, they were fumbles they could have taken advantage of. They let it get away from them. They had opportunities. They just couldn't finish. You know, each week preparing for the podcast, we always use the Bubble Up app to check out everything that's going on in the world of sports. We advise you to download the app, and you can store your files and photos. It's the uh, cloud reimagined, so make sure to download that for the Christmas. Yeah, And I use Bubble Up all the time. <laughs> well, I know you checked out that one story that John posted about Randy Moss. You know, he was never shy about bringing attention to himself, and he says he is the greatest receiver of all time, not Jerry Rice. What's your take on that? Ooh, man. And I love Randy Moss. And I love Jerry Rice. And I love T.O. But I, I, he, he may have a point there. Because the only reason why I say, only reason why I say that is is because Jerry Rice played with two Hall of John Fame Taylor. quarterbacks. Okay? And he had John Taylor on the other side to take away double coverage. Um, so not saying, not taking anything away from Jerry Rice. He's a great receiver. Randy didn't have, I mean, he had Brad Johnson, Dante Culpepper, his best quarterback was Tom Brady. And, and if he had played with Tom Brady his whole career, he might have put up numbers that could not be broken. I think you're right. I think he had the best season. If you want a guy, he's a, the dominant season he had in New England. I think he had like 22 touchdowns. 
And you're right, he didn't have a lot of support. Not the system that Jerry Rice played under. I'll give Jerry Rice longevity, the Super Bowls, but Randy Moss in one season, no doubt about it. And they say you got mossed, not riced. And 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 then also Jerry Rice had probably the the work ethic of Michael Jordan. You know, he came in prepared, he ran the most crisp routes. So as far as route running and and you know being a guy that was where he was supposed to be, like he's the all-time best in that. But when you talk about pure talent, raw talent, I mean, you go back to Randy Moss when all the t- everybody passed on him because of the attitude and all the things that happened to him when he was in college. Yeah. And then he gets out there and he wanted Dallas to draft him. Dallas had told him that they were going to draft him, and then they passed on him. And then he came there with the Vikings and put on a show and embarrassed the Dallas Cowboys. And so I, he has a point. Like I said, you know, if he played with Tom Brady for like seven years, he may have some records that may not be broken. T.O. Has, has an argument, too, but I would take Randy Moss nah. over T.O. You know, yeah. Because T.O. wasn't always sure-handed catching passes. You know? Randy went too far, though. He said both him and T.O. were better than Rice. Yeah, that was a little bit. That, that might be some, some kind of animosity there or something because there's no way in the world that Jerry Rice is not one or two. Yeah. And it's, it just all depends on do you like vanilla or do you like chocolate? You know, it doesn't, doesn't you know, it's, it depends on what you like. But for me, I enjoyed watching them both, but I like Randy Moss because he was exciting. I mean, he could take the top off the defense. As soon as he came off the line of scrimmage, he'd throw his hand up because he had already beat the cornerback. Speaking of all-time greats, if you caught the last edition of Give Me the Hot Sauce, and why didn't you, if you haven't, go back and check it out. You better go back and get it. Yeah, Stacy told a great story about Larry Bird trash-talking him when he was a rookie, and it got us to thinking – you know, you think about the all-time greats, guys like Larry Bird and Kareem and Dr. J. If you had a chance to play alongside one of those guys, the guy that maybe could bring out the best in your game, who would you like to play with? I mean, they're all great players to play with, and you probably uh, here we go again. <laughs> Politicians. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, Stacy's running for office, and, and, and oh, you probably could this win. Just you probably could win with all three of them. But if I had to have my choice. And they said, you know, one game playoff, I'm taking Larry Bird. Wow. I'm why? taking Larry Bird. Why would you? Why, why did I take Larry Bird? Because yeah. Larry Bird is nasty. Larry Bird, he, he would have the other team so frustrated with all his trash talking, it would be easy for me to score. And then second of all, you know, like if you got to go in a foxhole, I'm going in with Larry Joe Bird, bro. I'm serious. I, I mean, the garbage I, I, men. I've seen him. I've seen him destroy people. I've seen him just physically and mentally destroy people. And with the way he shoots the ball and his high basketball IQ, all you have to do is cut. If you cut, that ball was there. You know, I saw him make some unbelievable passes. And if you're athletic and you can move without the basketball, he would find you. He, he would make his teammates better. And I think you have a better chance. Now, Kareem would be tough to stop with the skyhook. But as far as the overall game, I, I got to go with Larry Bird. That's a king's take right there. It is a you know huge why, take. You know why I'm saying it? It's a lot like what Giannis's explanation of why didn't he draft James Harden. He said in the All-Star draft, he said, I want somebody who will pass the ball. So Stacey's exactly. thinking the same thing. Exactly. I'm a scorer. <laughs> a I got to score his mentality. And rebound. And shoot. <laughs> and yeah. play. And get it all and done. And get on yeah. the floor. Get it all, man. I, you're going to get it all with Larry Joe, baby. King's take. French lick. Larry Joe Bird, one of the great names in sports. Oh, excuse me. Wait, where did you say it's He's talking about his hometown. Fr- did you say a French lick? Okay. Don't worry. I thought you were saying French dip. I thought I, I don't hungry, know. You know? I, I mean, I, he was—he just said something. I turned around and said, "What did he say?" Oh, I was getting ready to hit the button. I was like, "There, beep, you're a button, you the sensor button. button." There's no roast beef here. Oh, so French lick. Oh, that's right. He is from French Lick. French Lick, Indiana. Okay. And we're talking about Northwestern's performance in the Big Ten football championship game. They also, the basketball team, knocked off. Fourth-ranked Michigan State earlier this week with a guy Booyah. named Boo Booey scoring 30 Booyah. points to lead Boo the Wildcats. Booyah. That that wasn't kind for the Booyah. microphone. I think I might have popped that with Booey. So Fix it got it got us to thinking about some great names in sports. I mean, you can think about you know classic names like Larry Joe Bird or some interesting names that we've heard. My favorite from college football this season. There's a defensive back for the University of Kentucky. His name is Corvassier Smoke. How do you oh, like that for a handle? Is that neat or on ice? Smooth, he's smooth and he's harsh at the oh, same time. I like Little that. Little Corvassier. I, I like that. You have I a like cigarette that. afterwards. You know? I like that. Corvassier. <laughs> you guys got any other nominees? Uh, well, I'm a traditionalist, so I'm thinking of guys like Mickey Mantle. I mean, the symmetry. That's a guy who can hit a baseball. Yeah, and John Shepard saying that in Yankee Stadium. Uh, Dick Buckus would be another name I like. 
And we just mentioned him, but I can remember as a kid listening to the PA and Spectrum going, Julius, Dr. J, Irvin. And, of course, NASCAR <laughs> fans, Dick Trickle is always a name. Dick and Trickle, Dick yeah. Dick Trickle. And Coco Chris, my kids love that name when he played for the Boston Red Sox. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Dick Trickle. I never thought about that one. Wow. <laughs> That's what a, a name. Yeah. <laughs> way to, way way to find that name. All way you to find that name, out there. John. Once again. <laughs> yeah. Once again, hey, going to the old tub yeah, about Dick uh, Trickle. Okay, there, buddy. Do you have a card of uh, Dick Trickle? <laughs> I don't. But you, you don't the, have your NASCAR card collection. With but it the next segment, I will school you on oh proper. We're, we're looking forward cards. to that. You, you guys forgot about some good ones here. All right, what do you got? Well, that's because my mind goes right in the gutter. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah, we knew that. So we have, we have Harry Cohen or Cologne from the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Let's, let's forget Rusty Koontz. Yeah, Rusty Koontz. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do you want a boner? Boner. Who? What? Mark, Mercury Phoenix, a female basketball player. Okay. I, I don't, <laughs> wait, what's her name? <laughs> Tawana Boner. That's no, it's Bonner, my friend. <laughs> oh, my did, God. I, did I read that oh, wrong? Where's the button? <laughs> beep, beep. There goes our sponsors. Oh, my oh, God. My we just saw our sponsors walk out the door, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Wait, wait, then we have to go to Chicago names, right? Like Dick Bull of the Cubs. That's yeah. right, Dick Bull. Okay, okay. Pitching coach, too. How about Dickie that? Simpkins? I love the guy. Dickie okay, Simpkins. that's my boy. And then if we're going to look at football, don't ever draft a quarterback whose name is Fails. <laughs> David Fails. We've had yeah. enough of that in Chicago. Don't bring Fails in. Or Falls. Yeah. Well, he won a Super Bowl though in close, Philadelphia. Yeah. Wow. Stacey, you got some nominees for man, great after, names? After listening to some of these perverted names these guys came up with, I, I'm just at a loss of words. I, my, one of my all time phrases with my teammates, Mookie Blaylock. I, I just yeah. always love that name, Mookie Mookie. And then every time the crowd would go, Mookie. I loved it. Loved it. That's cool. I loved uh, back in the 70s and early 80s, Slick Watts with the headband. Slick Watts. He, he was something to watch. They had yeah. some good teams back then. And World Be Free. Bullet Bob Hayes. World yeah. Metapiece. Yeah. Fennis wow. Dembo playing at the Wyoming. Fennis Dembo. The NCAA yeah. tournament. Yeah. Had a cup of coffee with the Pistons. And I'm so old. I remember back when Artis Gilmore played in college in Jacksonville. That was the first time that you had Twin Towers. The guy who played alongside him, they had the two seven-footers. His name was Pembroke Burroughs Third. Well, that's proper. Now, were you, wearing, were you wearing Levi's back then when you were watching those games? Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's setting up, he's oh, setting up the, the big take in this segment. Put it up wow. Stacey, it's only two days till Christmas, and sometimes you just got to go out. You got to go out and get yourself some pants, don't you? Listen, okay, so we're in San Francisco during the holidays, and so uh, we're going to play Golden State on a Saturday. I think it was like a, a Saturday I walked in into the Levi's shop because I've been wanting to get out there for the longest to get some custom-made jeans. So I'm like, I'm going to go I'm gonna go out to Levi because I see all these seven-footers with jeans. I go, where do you get those jeans? Oh, the Levi store. They make these jeans, blah, blah, blah. They used to do it in Chicago. There used to be a place down on uh, Madison, um, uh, Michigan Avenue, that was uh, called the Original Spin. And you can go in there and get Levi's made. And I love Levi's. I'm not a Wrangler guy like John or, or, or Buddy Lee. So you're not I'm a cowboy? Like, you know, I'm not a cowboy. Okay. You know, I'm not wearing those, okay? You know, and I'm not wearing the skinny jeans like Tim's got on right now where I can see everything that he's got in his pockets, his back pockets. I'm, I'm, I like my jeans nice and, and not tight. I like them that way, okay? So I go into this store. Now, I'm, I'm talking to the designer. Me and him have been talking for months. I said, hey, I'm coming out to, I'm coming out to San Fran with the team. Uh, can I get an appointment with you to do? Oh yeah, come on out, come on out. We'll you know we'll fit you. Blah blah blah. I'll take care of you. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I go, I go to this guy. He's, he's doing all my measurements. He's asking me what style of jeans I want. It's really high tech. I mean, it's not just sitting there and just going to take measurements and go make jeans. You got to pick out the fabric. You got to pick out the stitching and all that stuff. So it's it's really custom. So I'm like, wow, this is really nice. I got first class treatment. Da 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 da. So something told me. To ask this guy, because it seems he's doing a lot of work. So I'm like, man, this is really intricate. Let me ask him how much this is going to cost. <laughs> Price so, tag. Yeah, because, you know, I'm thinking, okay, jeans, you know, a couple, you know, hundred, yeah, couple, yeah, yeah. couple of hundred dollars, yeah, you know. Sure. Custom, okay, maybe 300 Okay, cool. You know, so so I'm sitting there, and I said, well, something tell me to ask this guy. So his name was August. I said, August. I said, just curious, because I said, man, you're doing a lot of work and a lot of design on these jeans. You know, how much are these jeans? I'm getting three pair. Mm -hmm. And I already ordered them. Names on it. Boom, 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 boom. He said, 
he says, uh, yeah, you know, these are custom, and you're going to really love them. They'll fit you. you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting that because you're doing all this work. <laughs> Just give me the price. So and I'm thinking this. And so he goes, he goes yeah, they're $1,000 a piece plus tax. And I literally, like, <laughs> I almost had a seizure. I was yeah. like, you know, but I had to play it off because there was, sure, was no big deal. Yeah, it was yeah. No, there was people next to me, yeah. and here I am, Stacey King, you know, the Bulls announcer, ex-NBA player, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sweat a couple of grand, you know. So I'm like, okay, ego kicks in. So, 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 August, so you said $3,000, i will take them. Yeah, easy, easy. I'll yeah, take them. So it came up to like. It's I a bargain like, at any price. It came up to like 35 almost four grand for oh. those jeans. And like I paid. And I had to pay. There was no, 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 no payment plan. It was like you had to pay right then and there. How much and per I, month? Oh, I was <laughs> right. like, There's I was no like, so, plan, so, right. Mark, I'm sitting there like, oh my god, like, I had to drop four grand on a pair of jeans, <laughs> like, and I'm sitting here thinking, jeez, like, what are, they, are these jeans talk? Do they have, do, or do they do they tell you when you lose them? They tell you where I'm at. Hey, we're downstairs in the laundry room. Come get us, Stacey. I mean, is that what they? This is why they cost so much. So I dropped the four, you know, the four grand, and I'm like, I walk out the door, man. My credit card's just burning. Like yeah, I can feel yeah. it, you know. And I'm just waiting. I get on the phone. I call my wife, and I go, "Hey," I said. She goes, "How did how did the fitting go?" I said, "Oh man," I said. <laughs> it was great. I, I said. Great. I said, yeah. "You gotta listen to this." She goes, "How much was it?" I said, "Are you sitting down?" And she goes, "Yeah." How much was it? I said, "They were like four grand for three pairs of jeans." And she's like, you should have walked out. <laughs> she goes, I know you didn't buy those. You, she goes, I know you didn't buy those. And I was like, uh, yeah, I did. I said, it was a pride thing. It was a pride thing. She said, you should have walked out. I said, damn. I said, why would I walk out? I would have been embarrassed. All these people were watching me. Yeah. I'm like, no. I said, I was a high roller. I wouldn't put it. I slammed my card on the table. I'll take them all. Yeah. Boom. But I left. No dark or free drinks. No, I didn't, man. When I went back to the hotel, I was like crying. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I can't believe I dropped four grand on a pair of jeans." Had to take a hot shower. Now, now do, have you worn them since, or do you wear them? How do you feel? Oh man, you know what? I, I love them. They're 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 really nice. I mean, I don't know if they're worth a thousand dollars a pair, but you know, they're nice. Okay. You know what? He, he's lying. They don't even wear. He's not even wearing them. They're they're mom, in a glass case. They're in a glass case. <laughs> they're in, glass they're in case. the family room. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. A special like collection. my like my championship. Like these are my Levi, my Levi designer jeans. These are that's like they're next to my championship rings and all my you know memorabilia. I mean they were. I'm, I'm just gonna tell people, you know, you, you you know you get what you pay for. That's what they say. Yeah. I don't know if I got all the money that I put in those jeans. I could have got some jobs. But you felt Please. like you felt like Gloria Wranglers. Vanderbilt for a day. Did yeah. You look good. Yeah. Did you look good? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I have to admit, I, I will have to say they were good. But I, I would advise people, like you know, make sure you know, make sure you get quality, but make sure you ask first before you before you get them to start designing stuff. Say, excuse me, just by the way, how much is this going to cost? And if they say a thousand dollars, say, excuse me, I'll be right back. I've got to go run and get some cash and then just leave. Just leave. The old buyer beware. Yep. Hey, there's nowhere to go after that. Let's take a quick time out. We'll come back with On the Down Low and maybe finish it up with a little Christmas cheer here on Gimme the Hot Sauce. Final segment of the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast. The NBA tipping off on Tuesday night with a couple of games, and then the Bulls get in action Wednesday hosting the Atlanta Hawks. And, Stacy, nine new coaches in the NBA. Some interesting names. Steve Nash, who has no prior coaching experience, is going to have to try to corral Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant out in Brooklyn. you got Stan Van Gundy getting to coach Zion Williamson down in New Orleans. Doc Rivers in Philadelphia, and Ty Lue moves his seat over, replaces Doc with the Clippers. Of course, Billy Donovan with the Bulls. When you look at this coaching list, who do you think is going to have the most success and who might face the biggest challenge? Well, I, I mean, looking at Billy Donovan, I think he has an opportunity to win more than 22 games. You know, if he wins 40 games, it's a, it's a, a great He's job. coach of the year. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so you kind of kind of take him out of it. Right. But the one guy I'm, I'm really – Two guys I'm really looking forward to seeing coaches. One is Steve Nash. You know, is he going to have that same effect that Steve Kerr had at Golden State? Yeah. Not having experience, but has a way with, like, really reaching the players. So, he's I'm anxious to see how he does. He's got Mike D'Antoni as assistant coach, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And then Doc Rivers. You know, Doc Rivers has had success everywhere he's gone. Probably spent too much time in L.A. You know, he got a lot of blame for them not winning. You know, they had a team to win. And he took a lot of the blame. So now he's on a team with Ben Simmons and Embiid. Will he be able to reach those two players 
to get them to play at the level that they need in order to get out of the Eastern Conference. They got enough talent to do that, but can he get them every single night, especially Embiid, not so much Ben Simmons, but Embiid to focus and and really be the best big man in the league. He's got his work cut out for him. I don't know how much preseason basketball any of you guys have watched, but did you see Tibbs trying to fight with that face mask on the sideline? He's trying to yell, ice, 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 (laughs) and he can't do it with the mask over his mouth and nose. It's going to be a season-long struggle for Tibbs, isn't it? Well, I tell you what, I mean, just watching him, he's got some some good young talent there. You know, they got some, some really quickly, the guard that they got from Kentucky is really, really nice. You know, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Be a surprise pick in the draft. Obi Toppin has played as good as advertised. Does reminds you of Amari Stoudemire with the way he plays and rolls to the basket in the pick and roll game. Tim's going to get them playing, but I, I don't know if they have enough. You know, they're 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 you know they're not they're so young. I think they're a couple of years away from really being a good team. Can they make some strides? They're very similar to the Bulls. You know, they they lost so many games last year. If Tibbs comes in and wins. 35 or 40 games, he looks like a savior. So he, they're in the same situation the Bulls are. You have two coaches that replace two coaches that didn't win, and they got an opportunity to turn them around quickly. If Tibbs wins 35, 40 games with that group, they should put a statue of him outside. Of well, get, get ready for a statue because Tibbs, Tibbs, Tibbs is that kind of coach. I mean, yeah. he's going to get them to play. I've watched a couple of their preseason games, and they do play harder. They do compete. And uh, it seems like he's got them understanding that they got to compete. There's competition. If you don't come in, like, you know, the Robinson kid, who's a you know big, strong yeah. kid, if you don't come every night to play, there's a lot of people on the sideline over here that want to play. All right, time for Stacy's on the down low. So it's just, just you and I the talking. down low. Who's, uh, are the Bulls going to make the playoffs this year? Hell to the yeah. yeah. I've been telling people this all along. I, I mean, listen, they won 22 games with, with a coach – that, you know, struggled, you know, reaching the players, okay? If Billy Donovan comes in, he took a team last year. Oklahoma City wasn't even picked to be in the playoffs. They're number four seed, you know. you know, I mean, if you can do that with that team, you know, of course we don't have Chris Paul, but we do have enough talent for Billy to turn this around. And I'm excited. I mean, I got a chance to talk to him today. And a really, really knowledgeable guy, understands the game. And, you know, you sit there and you talk to him, you, you know the Bulls are in good hands. And John has got his basketball card collection yeah. and baseball wait, wait, cards. It, it's and more than basketball cards. Yeah, it's yeah. everything. And the Dick Trickle NASCAR. Dick Trickle yeah. NASCAR. Yeah. I do have a Bobby Orr. We're looking forward. See? I knew it. But the point of this was the, this exercise is if you listen to episode seven, you were giving me a hard time about my greasy fingers all yeah. over. Yeah. And so what? I wanted to bring in. So he encased all his cars in glass now. Yeah. So I just, and <laughs> used Windex to clean them. I think I was called creepy at one point. Because <laughs> you had a tub and you're walking out in a, in a wrestling singlet I just with went, oil on. That is creepy, John. It is. I don't care what you how you cut it. It's yeah. creepy. Yeah, we'll just tell that to Walter Payton's rookie card, which I have here, and I saw on the internet for 15000 Okay. Oh. Okay. And a couple of Nolan Ryan about two grand. And I think I stepped on that card when I hey, walked in. Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I got my mask on because you won't see when I rob you. <laughs> when you go to your car tonight, I might rob you. Yeah, well, my George Brett bat will be waiting for you. In oh, my car. okay, that's true. You may have you may have the George Brett. Yeah, you might have it. I I, I do. It's so on the front I, door. So I may not rob you. Stace, now. you know what he did? He, he met a guy in the back alley in a minivan. He says, "How much you give me for this card?" You know? <laughs> no, but I did meet my neighbor who gave me a 1958 Ted Williams card. And I'll just say that Ted Williams is splendid. Would you hit him over the head with a bat? The splendid splinter, two tours in, yeah. in the war. He gave, he gave it to him. Last yeah. player yeah. Yeah. He gave so, it to you. And it's right here in my collection. And and the story is that he normally goes on walks with this guy. Yeah. So he the guy has trusted him and, and befriended <laughs> him. And John John knew the card was worth something. The guy didn't. He goes, hey, you what know, happened to my he, he goes, he, he tells, like the, he tells, what's the, the neighbor's Gapsy? name? What's the neighbor's Tim. name? Tim. Tim. Tim, Tim, you know that card right there is junk. <laughs> yeah. And it's like fifteen thousand dollars. If you I'll don't take it, I'll take hands. it. You know, I'll yeah. take it. Hey, so Tim, not knowing home. not knowing the card was expensive. Now he does because he's probably listening to the podcast yeah. and he's gonna call the police and say John stole it. I've seen those deals go down. When I was I've in, seen them too. When middle grade and and when I was in uh, middle school, I've I've seen guys do that. <laughs> take guys cards. I'm gonna split your head like Ted Williams. <laughs> <laughs> so so 
So you got all these cards. Yeah. Okay. How many cards do you actually have in that little thousands book in this book? Well, I mean, you know, I probably have about 100, 125. But at home in the in the in tub the in the creepy tub we'll get there with the wrestling singlet on with oil. <laughs> It, you have you a lot the, more. You mean the, the vault? <laughs> the vault. The gold you vault. Have, yeah. The, you have Memories in, of in my childhood. Little, in yep. your little basement, okay, underneath five thousand space. I'm just going to go 5,000. 5,000? He's got cards wow. throughout the 1980s that he hasn't even opened. No, Complete 70s sense. and 80s. Yeah. And they still have gum in them. Yeah, they, they do. They, I do have crumbly. some of those. They're all crumbly. The gum is yeah. crumbly. That wrecked the value of the card right there. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you can't give us <laughs> a crack gum. Is all, all the powders on there. Next week, I'll bring in my 1978 collection. You know what we should do next week? We should open up some of those cards on you. Yeah, yeah. See who we get. Yes. I have so many. Mark, I'll let you do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta get you me should a, just bring the creepy I gotta tub. got to get me a Paul Molly. Let, let us see what's all in the tub. Because yeah. it's like you're being awful secretive about the tub. We haven't recorded enough episodes. Give me the hot subs. I can let you see my tub. <laughs> Oh, okay, well, there, buddy. We we are looking forward to bringing this show to YouTube very soon, so we'll, you'll get a chance to see some of these cards that John has brought from his palatial estate. And see us acting in, in a Brookfield, fool in there. Or just go to Stacy Twenty One King and we're going to put a little video up there, a little montage that we oh, call the business. I like that. Well, I, like I like that. that. And speaking of that, you probably checked out the pictures of uh, Stacy's rehabbing puppy. How's Brooks? Yes. Doing? Oh, he's like the six million dollar man. He's <laughs> he's running. He's running. They changed his bandage. The the doctor I took him to the doctor last faster. week. Yeah, he he's the the doctor can't believe that for him having surgery a couple of weeks ago that he's recovering so fast. Like it's it's amazing. She, he has no pain. Like you know. So and she gave me some medicine because I told her she said um, you got to keep him still. He can't be running around. And I, I said, hey doc, listen, I need some kind of sedative. I said he's just running around crazy. You know. So she gave me like this little sedative to give to him. And it doesn't work. It does the opposite. He gets even more hyper. So yeah. it's like, oh, man. like, oh. But he's doing good, though. Thanks for asking, guys. And uh, I'm getting another puppy, too. I just want to throw. Are throw you that. really? What yes, is I'm going getting, on? Yes, I'm getting another for a friend for Brixton. He needs a friend. Wow. So, so this I is big a, news. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, so I'm getting another American bully. And he's coming from California. And guess what the name is? Rusty Coots. Dick Trickle? How about Jordan? No. Oh. Absolutely not. Boomer Sooner. No. The name is Kobe oh. Kai. Oh, Kobe wow. Kai. Like new yeah. season coming out. Yes, new season. So, so no Kobe, as in Kobe Bryant, tribute yeah, to Kobe like Bryant, that. and then Kai, as in Cobra Kai. Yeah. So, Kobe Kai King. He already, he already sounds tougher than Brixie. Wow. You know what? You know what, John? That hurt. Brixton is a ladies' man, okay? <laughs> Brixton is a ladies' man. First of all, do you even know what the name Brixton came from? Yeah, I do. It's one of your shows that you watch. It's, it's, it's from the Fast and the Furious, yeah, the Furious. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. And Brixton was the badass, yeah. and uh, Ildris Eldrum was the bad guy. And what happened? <laughs> What's your dog's name, John? He's going to wreck, uh, wreck Brady? another movie. What? What's it? Brady, as okay. in... As in Brady Bunch? As, as in what? In, what? As uh, in this? As in oh six? Oh, my God. And Bella. We have Brady and Bella. Going okay, strong. Bella, Bella's a girl. That sounds like yep, that sounds a good name. Yep. Mark, what's your dog's name? Mimsy. You saw Mimsy there. Mimsy. Uh, there pre I saw Mimsy. Zoom call. Mimsy. Yeah. Yeah. Mimsy drives with you on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> He can't go anywhere. He's on his <laughs> Can you pass the grape upon? He's on the, he's on the Zoom calls. He's, she's on his lap. Yeah. Well, you know, man's best friend. Man's best say? friend. Tim, yeah. what was your dog's name? Buck, God bless his soul. Buck? Buck, as in Buckley. Okay. Wow, that's real creative there, buddy. <laughs> How long did it take you to learn that name? I didn't name him. Hey, Buck. Hey, Buck. <laughs> Short oh, for God. Buckley. And, John, going back to little Brixton, I do not appreciate you talking about that's not a tough name. Brixton is Brixton is a great name. Everybody who's named Brixton, everybody who talks to sees Brixton and goes, that's a, a singer, that too. is a creative name. 
You know, now that Brixton's hurt, you had the cast on earlier. We had the pictures of that on the website. Stacy's got him out front with the glasses and a tin cup, <laughs> hustling cash, passers-by. Okay, Shanowski. Hey, Shanowski, hey, it was always me and you ganging up on them. And now no, no. I, I, there's no allegiance it was, here. It was too good of an it, opening, Stacy. every man for himself in this game, okay? It was me and Shanowski against you two. Welcome now Shanowski is no longer on my team. He's no longer on my team. Stacy, when you're a superstar, it's tough. You're all by yourself. You know? Oh, man, it's tough. It's tough. I, Some, I, the listeners, I just want y'all to know what I have to deal with these guys. I love them to death, but, man, I tell you what, boy, they hit you below the belt. I mean, they're biting earlobes. They're hitting you where, where the sun don't shine. They're just, they're just tough. It's tough to work with these guys. Well, why, don't, why don't we bring this full circle? We'll wrap it up. We Woo! mentioned that the Christmas is coming up. Uh, Stacy's got the golden pipes. So we're not going to ask him to sing his favorite song. We got a favorite holiday song that you like to listen to this time of year? Oh, anything with... Uh, Bing Crosby singing. Yeah. I, that would just, be White Christmas? Yeah. Or anything with him or singing. Or Little just, Drummer Boy. Little with Drummer David, Boy. David uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I love his voice, and it just goes with Christmas. Let's hear it. I'm sorry. I no, no. Do it. There's a, there's a, we've been, we've been a, going at this for quite a while. We're not going to ask Stacy yeah, to sing on the way there's, there's a copyright on that. You know, and we don't have the money to, to, to pay the lawsuit. Okay, so I'm not doing it. Okay, so stop trying to get Give yeah. Me the Hot Sauce canceled. <laughs> right now, have Bing Crosby Estate try to sue me for singing Little yeah. Drummer Boy. Copyright I'm not infringement. Doing it. Yeah, copyright infringement. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ron, Mark. You got a song for us? Mark also, he poses as our lawyer, too. My son's a lawyer. So I... Oh, we do. Free. We, free. we got free. a free lawyer. That's right. Oh, we yes. can't pay you. Yeah, baby, I love it. We can't pay you, but. Right, checks in the mail. Did, did you ask me? I did. Okay, well, my favorite, it's a live version, 1975. Bruce Springsteen, Clarence Clemens in the background going, ho, ho, ho. And, you know, Bruce is laughing. Hey, Sam, you been all good out there? And the jingle bells. Santa Claus is coming to town. All right, Tim? Wow, you really thought hard go on that jingle one. bell rock with, uh, is that Bobby Helms? Is that who that is? Uh, and then that was even better after Amanda Hunsecker jumped off that building in Long Beach in the movie Lethal Weapon and they gave the movie to that song. Yeah, that's I like great. It even yeah. better. Yeah, <laughs> I love when the NBA used the uh, Mariah Carey "All I Want for Christmas Is You." I always like that song. And Tim was telling oh. a story that your daughter, who's performing a singer, oh, geez, can yeah. sing it just as well as Mariah. Not quite as well, but she so, did catch me off guard, belting it out because I know how bad I sing. So where can the folks catch her? Uh, on Spotify and uh, Amazon, all the different Kara uh, Kelly. And uh, even KiaraKelly.com, you can find all the links to her songs. She can sing, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. you want to check that out. She's talking about some golden pipes. She's got golden pipes. So on that note, we wish everyone Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. We'll be back with you next week, so we'll save Happy New Year until then. But thank you so much. We want to get, pass our thanks along to Kendall Gill for joining us. Hopefully we can get that bout coming together. Kendall Gill versus Jake Paul. Stacy, time to say goodnight. Rudolph the red nose reindeer. <laughs> oh, copyright! Had Look out. a very shiny <laughs> nose. And Drive home safely, Chicago. Okay, you guys. I'm the only one singing here. You guys just <laughs> messed up. The band. You just messed up the whole song. Okay, but anyway, it's like Chicago, the nationwide thing. You can't sing it. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, drive home safely. Beep beep. <laughs>